Welcome to the You Choose Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Please take a moment, pause this podcast right now, and share it with someone you think would find this podcast interesting. We would really appreciate it. Please go to youchoosepodcast.com. That's the letter U, choosepodcast.com, and find the different ways that you can connect with us and how you can be part of the live event. And without further ado, let's get into the adventure you choose. We're back for more You Choose, and tonight's going to be a little different, Eddie. Instead of using teaspoons and tablespoons, we're just grabbing handfuls of ingredients and just throwing it in the pot. Nope. We're doing poonsties and and <laughs> ta- tablefuls. We don't even know what measurements are in this one. No, no. It's the smorgasbord of shepherd's pie. You know, or it's kind of like hot dogs. You don't, you don't ask what's in it. We're not even... You- <laughs> We're not even using utensils tonight, kids. We're just using our hands and our faces. We're eating like we're eating like pigs. The thing we're doing tonight is the thing we talked about. We teased that I momentarily kind of forgot that we even talked about it. The mashup. We are mashing up two books to form an unholy you choose abomination. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's the Mad Libs for the Choose Your Own Adventure. So the way it's going to work, so normally we would go through a book until we die and then go to another book. But this time we're going to pick a book. We'll start with it. And when we get to a decision in that book and it says go to page seven, we'll go to the second book and go to page seven on the second book and just see how it how it, how it works. It's the, the Mad Libs. It's not going to make any sense. We are literally combining this is the Reese's peanut butter this is the you got your hyperspace in my return to cave of time cave of time in my hyperspace oh hey finn and lexi are in the in the chat from twitch so by the way yeah you can you can watch live the youtube podcast on facebook on twitch and on youtube and so when we get to decision point the viewer will still get to decide where we go it'll just be a different book Listen, if you are watching us live, this is the full, the full you choose experience right here, right now. We don't want to discourage people who listen to the show after the fact. If this works for you, that's great too. We love the fact that you listen to us after the fact. However, if you want to add to your enjoyment of the show, you can jump on live with us 8.30-ish tonight between 8.30 and 8.45. Yeah. (laughs) Central Standard Time. Uh, every other Monday, we had a hiccup, but life is life. Yeah, you can make comments in the chat. We'll uh, we usually read most of them. Finn and Lexi, thanks for being there. We will get started here. So the first book we're going to do is Hyperspace by Edward Packard, and then the second book will be Return to the Cave of Time by Edward Packard. Hang on to your hi- your your space bag and your space seat. We're gonna go to hyperspace. Hang on to your hyper cave of space time. Exactly. And as always, Macho Man is with us. Ooh, yeah! It would not be a good episode of this without the Macho Man. Exactly. Coming in. And it wouldn't be a good episode without my cheater glasses as well. Yes. Yeah, we're going to be back and forth here. So hang on. We're going to get started in the hyperspace. This will be the first book. And this one Am I is... starting this one or are you, sir? Uh, I'll go ahead and start this one. 1983, Eddie. It's hyperspace. Wow. 83. Crazy. Okay. 30 years. No, 
40 years ago. 40 years ago. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Lee was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, nine, but yes. Still. No. <laughs> I was six. Ever since Professor Carl Zinka moved into your neighborhood, you've been wanting to meet him. As most nine-year-olds, they want to hang out with old men all the time. You know, that's just I sure common. can't wait to hang out with the old professor. Yes. You've seen him a few times out for a stroll puffing his white clay pipe, a strange-looking little man with a few stringy hairs on his head and a gray beard cut in the shape of a triangle. People say he's a mathematical genius. You wonder what he does all day. One afternoon, you have a chance to find out, for you happen to be passing his house as he is returning from his walk. Come in. I'm glad to meet you, he says, when you introduce yourself. I've been so busy I haven't had time to call on my neighbors, as one does in 1983. Right? Oh, dude, seriously. You just yeah. got to roll with it. Yes. Shaking hands, you say, I'm glad to meet you too, Professor. I've been curious about your work. The professor smiles. My work is not easy to describe. Only a few people can understand it. But wait, I'll be right back. The professor hurries into another room, almost tripping over his calico cat. A moment later, he reappears with a book. There's a twinkle in his eye as it hands it to you. Even if you don't understand higher math, I think you'll find this interesting. Would you like to borrow it? You glance at the cover of the book. Its title is Hyperspaced. Here's the choice. If you're listening or watching live, here's where you come in. If you take the book, thank him and leave, turn to page three. If you stay and talk some more, turn to page six. So do we thank, take the book and thank him and leave? Or do we stay and talk a little more? Let us know in the chat where you want us to go, and we will go there. Now, is the first choice when we stick in the book, or do we move to the new book after the first choice? doesn't matter what choice they pick. We're going to go to the other book. It'll just determine which page we go to in the Perfect. other book. Let us know in the chat. Otherwise, we can flip the you choose coin and make the decision that way. I will move to the new book. Yeah, while we wait, yeah. Let's go ahead and get the new book. Oh, thank him and leave. Chick. <laughs> I, I, oh, I love the C-H-I-T. So I assume thank him. I'm, I'm not sure what that means here. All right. I mean, it's an acronym. Choose how it tastes, Carl. <laughs> Chittick. Chittick. Uh, not sure what that means, Finn and Lexi, but we'll, we'll uh, roll with it here. But Al says to thank him and leave. So, well, what was the other choice? What the, could it be like a, a beginning letter of each? Yeah, that's what I was kind of wondering. We'll just uh, assume they're going with Al, I guess. How about that? So what so, page is that? Thank Him and Leave is page three in the cave, Return to the Cave of Time. So, so. Cave of, so here we go. Page three. Painfully, you crawl on. Around a bend. Let me put on my old man glasses. Around a bend to the right, and then one to the left. Somewhere up ahead, a voice is chanting, or is it many voices singing in unison? It's an eerie tune with only three or four notes. A moment, so it's a Green Day song. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, mo a moment later, you reach a dimly lighted, cha lighted chamber. A thin, ghost-like figure abruptly stops, singing and looks at you intently. 
You can hardly find words, but as if to answer your question before you ask it, the strange man, if he is a man, says, you have found the Oracle of Time. You are amazed to meet anyone in the cave, much less an oracle. For a moment, you are afraid, but as you look more carefully at the oracle, you can't help but smile. His expression is kindly and wise, but there is also a playful, impish look in his eyes. You realize he may be able to tell you some things you've wondered about. What is time, you ask? The oracle is silent for a moment and then says a certain phrase that a wrestler would say. He tells you, Oh, yeah! Time is what keeps everything from happening at once. When did time start, you ask, and when will it end? Would you like to see? You gulp in amazement and say, Oh, yeah! You gulp in amazement. Oh, yeah. What then? The beginning? Or the end? Ah, If you say you want to see the beginning of time, turn to page 11. If you say you want to see the end of time, turn to page 17. There it is. Beginning or end. The transition there was surprisingly not too bad. We had an old man in the first one, and we still had an old man in the second book that we were talking to. Yeah, I'm sensing a theme here. We like to talk to old people for some reason. Tell me, old wizened one. Speaking of old wizened ones, uh, wizened ones. Uh, Al Garrison's now in the in the uh, audience as well. Yeah. Um, Finn and, so we got Finn and Lexi and Al Garrison. Finn and Garrison. Al Al Garrison of uh, U, uh, Omag Comics. Uh, fame. Yeah. <laughs> Let's snap into a Slim Jim. <laughs> go to the end of time. So we got to go to the That'd end. Be- we got- Page 17, sir. Page 17 in hyperspace. So we'll give it a second. Well, now second I'll just here. stay, since we're kind of going back and forth, I'll just stay on Cave of Time. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Good idea. Oh, Finn and Lexi want to go back to the beginning. Oh, oh boy. we got to flip a coin. You choose coin here. And we need like a we need like a song like time. Uh, yeah. For the you choose coin. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need like a little jingle. You're exactly right. I'll work on that. Yeah. Heads for Heads. beginning, tails for end. As okay. I flip it, maybe invoke uh, Saint Savage. <laughs> Saint Savage. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, we got tails. tails. So we're going to the end, everybody. End of time, page end seventeen. Time. <laughs> okay, so there is no seventeen, so we'll go to sixteen. So there's no there's a, only a picture. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, there you go. That's good enough. Police headquarters. A brisk voice answers. Officer, my neighbor, Professor Zinka, just called. He said something was wrong. Then I think the phone went dead. You give the address and wait outside. It's only a few minutes before a squad car pulls up and two policemen get out. You are leading them toward the professor's door when you come stumbling out of the house. Professor, you run toward him. Are you all right? He shakes his head. None of us is all right. The hole I punctured has connected us to a hostile universe. I tried to stop the flow, but it's too late. One of the officers steps forward and takes the professor gently by the arm. I think you've been working too hard, professor. Why don't you come along with us to the hospital? The other policeman adds. 
maybe you ought to check in for a few days. It does seem as if the professor has lost his mind, but something about his face tells you he's not crazy. Just a moment, you say to the officers. Professor, what do you mean by a flow from a hostile universe? Look, he points toward the house. You stand there, open mouth, trying not to believe your eyes. The professor's house is silently crumbling into a pile of ash because it's getting old. Turn to page 51. Let's get out of here. One of the policemen pushes you ahead of him toward the squad car. Come on, professor. You dive into the car. One of the officers shoves the professor in next to you. The other starts the engine. Then you turn and gasp as you watch trees, bushes, and another house dissolve into dust. I can't believe it, cries the driver, and it's spreading. Turn to page 45. We're all over in this one. Man. Car 14, we have a serious emergency. The other cop is on the radio. Yes, it's spreading, says the professor, and there's no way to stop it. There is no cohesion of matter in the universe that is leaking into ours. We take it for granted that things hold together, but the alien laws of a formless and shapeless universe are overwhelming us. The nuclear force that holds molecules together is going. Look at that car. It just turned to dust. The officer at the wheel seems paralyzed with fear. The other officer grabs him by the shoulder. We've got to block off this area. <laughs> I like how they're still following protocol. We <laughs> gotta mean, stop matters unraveling at the fundamental level of time and space, but we gotta set up some blockades. I, I, I can't get another, you know, uh, complaint against me. <laughs> I already got two strikes. I, I will get my, I will get my pension. I can't get, yeah. It's no use, says the professor. His voice is hollow. There's no way of stopping it. Even if we could get to the moon, it wouldn't help. Our entire universe is doomed. The driver seems hypnotized by the sight of houses, cars, and trees silently turning to dust. Suddenly, a gust of wind sweeps the dust up into a whirling gray cloud. Step on the gas, you cry. We've got to get out of... Dot, dot, dot. The end. Wow. That was a quick ending. That's what, that's what we get for trying to get to the end of time. I guess. So we got, we got the... We didn't do so well. That was hard. That was bad. <laughs> we we lived 15 minutes. I know, but that's a good thing. We can go back. We Try can it again. Start again. So now we're gonna start with the. <laughs> this is just brings out joy. He loves it when we die. We'll go back to the beginning of Cave of Time. Correct. Yeah. So we'll start with the Cave of Time, and then when okay, we get we to the decision point in the Cave of Time, we'll go back to we'll take us hyperspace. I like this. This is a fun concept. Yes. Here yeah, we go. Al, Al has joy in our death. He, he, he does. Uh, he does. Yeah. He already died once. Yeah. So by being turned into like, dust. like subatomic dust. By yeah, the way. that's almost a Star Trek episode there. It's so good. Your heart races as you make your way through Snake Canyon, looking for the entrance to the cave of time. Though it's a sunny summer day, you're wearing a warm sweater under your all-weather parka because we plan ahead. Yeah, we're all-weather. As well as wool... I'm not playing. This is time! As well as wool socks and pants. You don't know what you'll turn up once you've entered the cave, but you want to be ready for anything. That's why you brought a gun. <laughs> Finally, you reach the familiar grove of pine trees, but your hopes fade as you realize that landslides have covered the cave's main entrance. Determined not to give up, you search the floor of the canyon until you find, hidden behind clumps of sage, another barely passable entrance. 
Crawling on hands and knees, you enter a tunnel that, judging by its direction, should lead to the main chamber. The tunnel seems endless and keeps curving to one side, as if it might be going around in a circle. After a half hour of crawling, you feel a tightening of the muscles in your throat. The beginning of panic. There's not enough room to turn around. You're not even sure you can back out. Turn to page three. Painfully, you crawl on, around a bend to the right and then one to the left. Somewhere up ahead, a voice is chanting, or is it many voices singing in unison? It's an eerie tune with only three or four notes. A moment later, you reach a dimly lit lighted chamber. A thin, ghost-like figure abruptly stops singing and looks at you intently. You can hardly find words, but as if to answer your questions before you ask it, the strange man, if he is a man, <laughs> I like says, harsh judging. You have found the Oracle of Time. I like this. This feels very like uh, time travel-y already. Oh, yeah. Like we're just doing it again. Very much. You are amazed to meet anyone in the cave, much less an oracle. For a moment, you are afraid. But as you look more carefully at the oracle, you can't help but smile. His expression is kindly and wise, but there is also a playful, impish look in his eyes. You realize he may be able to tell you something, some things you've wondered about. What is time, you ask? The oracle is silent for a moment, but then answers in a firm voice. Time is what keeps everything from happening at once. When did time start, you ask, and when will it end? Would you like to see? You gulp in amazement and say, Oh, yeah! <laughs> I'm never getting tired of it. Yeah. What, what then? The beginning or the end? So, if you say beginning, 11, end, 17. Yeah, we've done this before. Seems a little been here before. familiar. Hey, Eddie, we've you can't see here. it. So for the illustration, we're, we're wearing a parka, and we have that wool turtleneck. But I guarantee you, under that parka, we have a belt, and our shirt is tucked yep. in. Guaranteed. It's tucked in, dude. But oh, we yeah. need to invoke choose protocol here, because if we choose the end, we're going to just die again in the other book. Because we went to the beginning at page 11, didn't we? No, we went to the end, page 17. We went to the end, yeah, 17. And there was no 17, so we went to page 16. 16. And so on led. and so forth. Good catch. So, so we're going to have to go so to the beginning. So we have to go to the beginning. Yeah, because we don't want to repeat. Nobody wants to do the same thing twice. We're Come invoking on. the one you choose protocol we will enact. We cannot repeat a past decision. No. So we're going to go to page 11 in hyperspace. As much as it would bring Al joy to see us die the same yes. way twice. <laughs> yeah. He, when he watches a movie, he just rewinds it and goes to the death scenes over and over again. <laughs> he does. He yeah. does. He has a, a supercut of movies where it's all death scenes. <laughs> 80s death yeah. scenes from like every movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're at page 11. Obviously, says the professor, he didn't make it. He pauses a moment unless it was I who didn't make it. And... We're still here, and it's one of you who came from another universe. So how can we tell which of us is from the other universe, you ask? The professor pulls his triangular beard. You should go outside and look around for differences. To one of you, things will look exactly the same. The other will notice that some things are different because it's unlikely that the two universes are exactly the same. Do you want to come with me? Ask the, the other you. You're confused. Is this really happening? 
Or is the professor playing a trick on you? Maybe he's hypnotized you. All right, so we don't get one choice or two choice. We get three. Three choices here, everybody. If you decide to go exploring with the other you, turn to page 56. If you decide that you're in another universe and that you should reactivate the hypo laser and try to get back to your own universe, turn to page five. If you decide that you're still in your own universe and that you'll just walk out and go home, turn to page 24. So page 56, page five, or page 24. Let us know in the chat. Wow. The first choice has problems. I don't know if you have any combat music in our soundboard, uh, but um, this this goes with my paranormal dads uh, on the other podcast that I helped produce. One of the three, the protocol is if you come across a clone of yourself, oh, you have to yes. instantly fight. Kill yourself. Okay. Got some like you're punches. Store. Some lasers. How about some lasers? Some slaps. There you go. There you go. There you go. That, that's good clone fighting sounds. You're at the grocery store. You're looking at the frozen peas, and you look up and across, right from across from you, looking at like a, a jar of gravy is an exact duplicate of you. And you're like, oh, and for a second, you're like, what do I do? And that clone is thinking the same thing. And the next second, you're fighting to the death. You're just smashing each other in the face in a grocery store. You're pushing your, your other self's face into a, a bucket of peanut butter or, or potato uh, salad. You either have a, a calm, rational discussion like, look, we could probably live in this universe, but we cannot be running around together. No. You know? No. You can't be Marty McFly. Or, or we fight to the death right here. Exactly. <laughs> it is unanimous in the chat, Eddie. Finn and Lexi say go home, and Al says go home. Home indeed. Home it is. What page was home? 24 would be go home. Page 24 in the cave of time. There is no page 24 or 23, so we'll go to page 25. 25. Yeah, Mark's in the chat from Australia. I think he's usually, Mark. At, he's usually at work when we do this. I know, right? He's probably at work now. Don't get him in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, Mark. All right. Mark, we're doing a mashup episode today where we're literally flopping back and forth between choices in the book. So it's just kind of like a, a multiverse you choose tonight. A few days later, the bounty reaches Tahiti. You marvel at the beautiful green mountains jutting out of the sea and the long arc of white sandy beach fringed with coconut trees. A fleet of tiny boats is headed for the ship. You stand transfixed at the rail, watching the boats, the smiling faces, and upreached hands. Suddenly, Fletcher Christian collars you. Lock the stowaway in my old cabin, he orders one of the men. Turning to you, he says, I don't trust you not to tell about what happened out there. And you're confused. Like, where's the professor? Where did the professor go? It must be in that multiverse. A sailor leads you by the arm and locks you in the first mate's cabin. Through the porthole, you can see the beautiful island and even smell the, fra the fragrant scent of jasmine wafting across the water. The porthole is too small for an adult to climb through, but you might fit through if you wait until nighttime. You might be able to climb out unnoticed, dive overboard, and swim to shore. The island doesn't look that far away, but you don't know how strong the currents are. Besides, 
how can you how can you be sure a shark won't get you we can be <gasps> positive we won't turn into one yeah i just guess we know that we won't ever, we'll never be a shark but if you decide to wiggle through the porthole and try to swim to shore turn to page 12 if you'd stay on the ship turn to page 53 to swim to shore or to stay on the ship and a big hello to mark yes mark yeah we're doing well i'm glad you're glad you got to be uh be on the show we got to give mark we got we got to give mark a good old uh, saint savage welcome oh yeah you knew where I was going. Oh, <laughs> there <yeah>. it is. <laughs> hey, Eddie, if we get eaten by a shark, is that close enough to being a shark? Because you're you're in a you're being a shark because you're being digested. I mean, technically, we will become part of the shark by being absorbed into his nutrients. So I would say yes. Yeah. So you could become a shark if you <laughs> you got become eaten shark by poop. One. Oh, so Mark says take our chances in the sea. So swim for it. Al says swimming never killed anybody. And sure. Finn and Lexi say, oh my gosh, three, all three. Do we, have we ever had a unanimous I, not vote like that before? Maybe, but it's no, extremely it's rare. rare. That deserves some applause. Three. You got some applause in there? We need yeah. to get some people some applause. Good job. Good job. All right. Good job, everybody. So swim. Proud of yourself means page 12 so good job everybody we're going to page 12 on hyperspace <laughs> this is a good one there's a terrible urgency in the professor's voice and you lunge at the lever instantly you're paralyzed by an electric charge that floods the room with quivering light the two of you crumple to the floor you feel as if every ounce of your strength has been drained from your body finally the burst of electricity dies away and the eerie lights fade Several minutes pass before the professor is able to pull himself together and inspect his instruments. Then he walks over and helps you to your feet. We stopped it. We sealed the hole to a hostile universe. If you hadn't come when you did, it would have been all over, not only for us, but for the earth and even for our universe. You hardly know what to believe. Is the professor a genius or is he crazy? I think I'd better get home now, you say. Or I'll be late for dinner. I love it. So we just saved the universe. And you're like, I think I need to go home and get dinner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Priorities. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'm grateful for your help, the professor says. He shakes your hand again and again. More grateful than I can say. Someday I'll repay you for what you've done. Page 35. Did we get electrocuted? Um, I think so. I think we used our body as a conductor. Oh, good. Yeah. You know, that's what nine-year-olds do in the 80s. Well, mom <laughs> said use your uh, head for more than a hat rack, so I'll just become a, a conductor for highly deadly electricity. How's that Exactly. Sound? You know. Mom. Hey, good job. <laughs> are, are you proud of me? Yeah. Are you proud of me now? No. <laughs> Several months go by. <laughs> no, so, never. <laughs> never. No. <laughs> Several months go by without any sign of the professor. You often wonder where he is and what he's up to. You miss seeing him strolling along his walk. On the other hand, his experiments were pretty scary, and in a way, you're glad to see glad that he's gone. Still, you're delighted when a large package wrapped in heavy brown paper arrives in the mail. The return address reads, Professor Carl Zinka, Spica Laboratories, Khartoum, Alberta, Canada. Eagerly, you rip open the envelope and 
envelope pasted on the box. As you guessed, it's a letter from the professor. The page 42. To my old, old young friend, I've settled here permanently and will not be returning to the United States for a long time, but I haven't forgot to repay you for what you did. Inside this box is a small round bottle made of unbreakable glass of my own design. The bottle has a cap that will open if you turn it 14 times. Its contents could be worth a fortune. Do you remember when we sealed off the hole and stopped the leakage of hyperspace into our universe? After you left, I realized that some hyperspace, specifically a gaseous substance subject to the laws of gravity of another universe, had gotten into the lab. Using a polarizing diffractor, I was able to trap it in two bottles. I've kept one. The other is in the box you hold. If the bottle is open and hyperspace is allowed to mix with the air, the laws of gravity in the vicinity of the bottle will be radically altered. By holding onto the bottle, you could become weightless. You would rise above the treetops and drift across the countryside as if you were riding on a balloon. Gradually, the hyperspace... How would it be altered again? Radically, radically altered. There we go. <laughs> radical. radical. Radical, dude. Gradually, it hyperspace... Yes, it is the 80s. Gradually, hyperspace would evaporate and you would drift to the ground. This bottle can only be used once. Since its effects may be dangerous, I suggest you save it for a very special occasion. Sincerely, Professor Carl Zinka. All right, 68. This is a long one this time. Here we go. Decision point. You waste no time in opening the box and tossing layer after layer of plastic bubble wrap on the floor until you find the small round bottle. You stare at it for a long time. But of course, there's not much to see. It's baffling. How can you be sure the bottle contains anything but air? When, you've ready, when you're ready to use it, you may find that it's a fraud. Or from what you know of Professor Zinka, it might be even more powerful than the letter says. Instead of lifting you gently over the treetops, it could carry you into the stratosphere, where you die from the lack of oxygen. What should you do with the bottle of hyperspace? Okay, here we go, everybody. I know what Jesse's going to say. Go to the saloon. The hyperspace saloon. If you open it, just to prove to yourself that there is really nothing in the bottle, turn to page 81. If you decide to save it, turn to page 88. So, do we open it or do we save it? Oh, yeah, Jesse. Save it for a hyperspace leaky day. Ha, ha, ha. All right, let us know in the chat. Do we save it or do we open it? I like how we're, we're getting letters from... And packages from the professor and just waiting for it he to bottled, be he yeah. bottled a transdimensional force yeah just eh, you know i'm gonna stick this in a bottle i got a coke bottles in the back here i'll grab one <laughs> if i've learned anything from 80s movies you drink it whatever's in that bottle exactly. you chug it oh so we gotta vote for pop the cork from mark finn and lexi said save it and then al says no better time than the present so open we the are bottle split again well, uh, say portable hole. <laughs> so we got exactly. one vote for open, one vote for save it, and then another vote for open. So we got two and opens and one, one save. Uh, save it. Al and uh, Al and Mark say go for it. Jesse and Finn and Lexi said save it. Oh, did they? Okay. So it's two and two. Grab your quarter there, Eddie. There we go, everybody. Heads, we'll go heads. We save it, 
or heads we yep. open it and tails we save it so tails all save right it, here we go open how about this one <laughs> that's perfect yeah we got again tails tails oh so we save it save the juice so that's page what 88. was the uh, 88 88 on the cave of time all right 88 cave of time 88 was great again not looking great it's a illustration and it's not looking so good uh -oh. we'll go to page 89 on this one okay to your relief the tribe takes you in <laughs> <laughs> oh boy right this is what you get when you do hyper when we do a uh, multiverse yes Though you despair of ever mastering their strange language, you are able to learn to hunt and fish and gather food. You make friends with almost everyone in the tribe. In fact, there is only one Neanderthal who makes you uneasy. Vor is a boy about your age who likes to come up and jab you with a stick and call you names you can't understand. Was Al Garrison a Neanderthal? <laughs> he is. <laughs> the Neanderthals are generally peaceable and easygoing people, and the adults don't seem to know what to make of Vor. When he jabs or taunts you, they turn their eyes and look the other way. You just can't do that. You can't let bullying go on. No, you gotta stop it. One day, while you are picking cloud berries, cloud berries? Cloud berries? Space berries. Space berries! High on the cliffs that border the river, Vor jabs you so hard, you almost fall to your death. You turn on him, but he throws down his stick and stands, feet apart, ready for battle. Oh, Vor. Uh-oh. Do we got to stab a Vor? I think we might have to. Do we have to go and show him what we do to friends and you choose? Yes, I think we're going to have to. Or he's going you know, to are... do to us, I think, what uh, what we do on our cover. We're, we always, we're, why are we always near a cliff? I know. Always a cliff. You know, we're about to show Vor what we do to our friends' backs. Ah, and... yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Neanderthals are much stronger than modern humans, and you know you haven't a chance in hand-to-hand -hand combat. You just walk away and return to camp. He may not be as strong as you, but we know things they don't know. Yeah. You could stab an eyeball in, rip a hair, rip an ear off. You know, actually, I was just thinking about this. We we can't invoke the the choose your own adventure rule about stabbing in the back because Vor isn't our friend. We only stab our friends oh, in the back. You know, you're right. Yeah, we only betray trust. We can't yeah. we can't fight enemies. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one evening soon afterward, the chief calls everyone around the fire and begins a long speech. You have trouble making out what he's saying, but the gist of it seems to be this: the reindeer are leaving, heading east on their annual migration. Food will be scarce here, and the tribe must pack up and follow the herd. One member of the tribe, a young man named Azog, has made a raft. He has decided to use it to journey down the river in search of better land. Two others, Larga and her daughter, me, have a... That's going to get confusing. Yeah. You know? You know? Very. Hey, me. Hey, me. You? Hi, me. No, no, her. Me? Me? Yeah, no, no you. Her? <laughs> me. <laughs> me. So confusing. Me is a girl about your age whom you like very much. The chief speaks of how he will miss Azog, Larga, and me, and he wishes them good luck. Looking at you, he adds, Uggsen! Uggsen. 
translated. <laughs> Glad you're gone. <laughs> get him. Ugson means translated. Go to the saloon. Means get a job. Get a yeah. job, you bum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, you like me? <laughs> Surely you've taken a correspondence karate I know. <laughs> Not against Neanderthals. No, no. You understand. Again, he tells you, Ugh! and you understand. you understand. Yeah, I get it. Cool. I, I took a you correspondence you're like, course in Neanderthal. Hey. hey. <laughs> you understand. You must decide whether to go with the tribe and follow the reindeer migration, or whether to join join Azog, Larga, and me on a ri- which is once again confusing. You, the you narrator? What? No, yeah. no, me, the, me. The <laughs> on a raft trip down the river into the land of the unknown. Ooh. If you decide to go with the tribe, turn to page sixty-five. If you decide to go down the raft, turn to page four. Raft or tribe and the grand choices of life. Yes. So we like the girl a lot. So she's perfect to put a, a knife in the back. That that's somebody you you go after. Exactly. That's a perfect knife storage unit right there. I, I <laughs> Yes. I really like you. Here. <laughs> take this knife. Yeah. Neanderthal judo was my minor in correspondence college. <laughs> oh wow. Okay, so it's unknown. How did they know about it? <laughs> yeah, if it's unknown. Don't yeah. be bringing logic into this. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's the land of the unknown. Oh. Okay. Oh. So Mark says, yeah, we can't show me how tough we are while you're with your tribe. Take the raft. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to go with me. You? No. No, me. What? Her. You said me. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm kind of invested in this, but we can't. We have to go back to hyperspace on this one. I guess it's raft. Is that right? It's raft. Page four. Four. Okay. So we're going to page four in hyperspace. Yeah, you're right. I was like, I kind of want to see how this one you, ends. We'll have to read this one straight out next time. We'll have to get to that get to that choice. Okay. This reminds me of the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched that yet. We're just it's like, fantastic. We're, oh, you haven't? Yeah. I just I know what it's about. Oh, yeah. You got to watch it, though. There's another one called Sliding Doors that, that mm-hmm. uh, Gwyneth paltrow did i think back in the early 2000s it shows two different timelines and how they correspond yeah yeah anyway the implications of hyperspace are staggering the book continues not only are there other dimensions that we cannot perceive through the govern though they govern our destiny but there are infinite numbers of universes each of them as complex as our own and traveling in hyperspace is the only way to reach them strangest of all these other universes do not always lie somewhere far beyond our own. They may exist around and within us. The most important scientific question of today is this. Can we enter hyperspace? Can we reach another universe? Just then the phone rings and put your and you put your book aside and answer it. Hello, I'm glad I caught you. The voice sounds like Professor Zinka's. Professor, is that you? Yes, I want to warn you not to come near my house. Something's gone wrong with my experiment. Turn to page 23. <laughs> Jesse, now I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, instead of instead of reading two stories straight tonight, we're reading two books, but we already did one. Basically, in one book, when it says go to a page or choose a thing, and you choose it, we switch books and go to the next book and, and read that page. 
So we already died in the first 15 minutes. And so now we're on to the second read through where we're alternating books. So if we're in one book and it says turn to page four, or if we make a choice that says that, we go to the other book and go to that page. So we're literally universe hopping. He's calling it You Choose ADHD. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And you are taking crazy pills. Yeah. Yeah. Always. <laughs> always. 23. What happened, you ask? I thought I would be able to enter hyperspace. Instead, my molecular structure has started to break down. It's as if hyperspace has entered me. There is a click at the other end of the phone, leaving you surprised and uneasy. You wonder if you should go to the professor's house and see whether he's all right, or if you ought to call the police. All right, here we go, everybody. If you run to the professor's house and knock on his door, turn to page 22. If you call the police, turn to page 16. All right, so do we go to the professor's house ourselves and knock on the door, or do we call the police? Yeah. Can I take them at the saloon? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> or in a shark or in a park. We're going to be Dr. Zeus. Would not, could not be a shark. What's the, uh, our page options? I'm going to start advancing Tw to them. Uh, 22 or 16. Okay. That's cave good. of time. 22 or 16. So let us know in the chat. Do we go to the professor's house and knock on his door? Or do we call the police? Al says there's no need to involve the police. They'll just ask questions. Finn and Lexi say check on him. So I assume check on the professor. Yep. So we're split so there. Two. So two votes for page 22 so far. So I think go to the professor. He'll make something out of hyper. Yeah. <laughs> so we got three That's votes true. for the professor. Oh, I see. I just got that one. The Gilligan's Island. I was just commenting, yeah. Eddie. You read you read a phrase just like Thurston Howell the Third there a little while ago. Like, I do say, boy. <laughs> I do say, my good boy. The count to be Lubby, get my money. <laughs> confusing when I have to kill a Neanderthal around here. <laughs> All right, so page twenty-two in the cave of time. Twenty-two. The two of you follow the trail back towards Uncle Howard's ranch. <laughs> Uncle Howard. <laughs> this is so bonkers. This is so like channel changing. Yes. It's only a mile or so until you reach the road. You watch with amusement as Lark gasps at the sight of a trailer truck going by. You haven't seen anything yet, Lark. You're really going to like TV and computers and jet planes. Oh, no, it's E-Arc. Yeah, E-Arc. E-Arc, yeah, E-Arc, e yeah. E-Arc grins at you. snoo York. <laughs> the end. The end. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah! I mean, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills now. Yeah, what, 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 am, I, what am I looking at? <laughs> <laughs> we should almost apologize for this concept to our viewers tonight. Um, we thought we'd do a mashup. So Jesse says, hyperspace Neanderthal judo rafting was my boyhood dream. Well, <laughs> there okay. you go. There yeah. you go. Listen, you're going to go to other podcasts that read something straightforward. We thought how fun would it be to not read them independently, but mix them together yeah. and have the choice of the other one. It's actually quite fun. Finn and Lexi said, <laughs> Look, at least we didn't die. So, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. There's a... Uh, uh, I, we got to give Finn and Lexi a, a Saint Savage uh, uh, approval there as well. Oh, yeah.
We yes. didn't die. Much to Al's die. sadness. He he's probably right now not very happy. <laughs> Mark says, <laughs> I don't remember eating strange mushrooms today, but here we are. <laughs> Listen, we thought we would try play it with it. We're like, hey, we read two books usually. What if we just kind of mushed them together and look at this? It was kind of fun. Hopefully we may not do this all the time, but it makes it kind of fun. No, it was just something totally different. Yeah, I mean Jesse, it's kind of fun. It's just not a, an ending. <laughs> not a real ending. Well, you know. And that's why we it's I true. try to pick them. This is dis well, yeah, of course Al's disappointing or disappointed. I know. We didn't I know. die. He's we, only uh, happy if we're a smoldering corpse. Yes, exactly. We almost fell off a cliff. So we were close there. He would have enjoyed yeah. that that draw that that drop to the to death. So yeah, we might do this he again. We'll see. Oh, here we go. Yeah. That'd be fun. And just uh, maybe towards the holidays again. Maybe we take the Halloween and the. Oh, maybe like towards Halloween, we do oh. a Nightmare Before Christmas and mix up the Halloween one and the Christmas one. And the Christmas one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> we might have to try that. So at least the sweet release of death is an ending. <laughs> oh, Jesse can't wait to die in these books just to get it over with. Here, yeah. this is a more this is an ending that Al will find more fitting. There you go. Yeah, eaten by a bear. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hor a slowly and horribly dying as a bear tears us apart. That that's Al's true dream, or actually yeah. being torn apart by a bear while falling off a cliff and you're on fire. Yeah, that into would be the, into a shark into. Into the mouth of a shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So you're saying That's the bear's the on fire. No, book. you're on fire. Yeah. So, all right. Well, hey, thank you, everybody, in the chat. Always makes it a lot more fun when you have more people there. You can go to youtubespodcast.com, check out previous episodes, and find out if we ever became a shark or not. And you can also find out the many ways, the hundred ways to die in the YouTube podcast. So, all right. And and everyone watching tonight, if you'd like, send us your address, and I'd be more than happy to send you some a uh, you choose sticker pack as a thank you for joining us. I have a ton of stickers. We're trying to kind of uh, get ready for the holidays and get some new stickers in there. So I figure let's just share some love. If you'd yes. like some stickers, send us your address. I know Mark, you're in Australia. I'm feel let's just get you some stickers, dude. Yeah. Anyway, get, get you some <laughs> um, stickers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just reach out to us on social media. We're on Twitter. You can send us a message there, Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever. Yeah, and whatever. Just, just send us your address, and we'll we'll get them to you. And tell your friends about us. But we'll try to do Please this do. in two weeks. And stay tuned. We'll, we might do this again. We might do something else. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. All right. And until then, you, you choose the adventure. See you, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs>